Proverbs 8, beginning to read at verse 1. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance in the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight, I have strength. By me kings reign, and rulers decree what is just. By me princes rule, and nobles all who govern justly. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Riches and honour are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, in the paths of justice, granting an inheritance to those who love me, and filling their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago I was set up, at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth, when there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth, before he had made the earth with its fields, or the first of the dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there, when he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. And now, O sons, listen to me, Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favour from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. Our passage this evening presents us with a choice. Will we choose wisdom from God over anything else? 
Wisdom from God is described as something we should desire over anything else. Did you see that in verses 10 and 11? Let me read them to us again. Take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. If I, if I offered you a bar of gold fresh out of the Bank of England from just down the road, now for free, or wisdom from God, <laughs> which would you choose? Now, apparently, an 11-kilo bar of gold from the Bank of England website sells for £600,000. If I, if I come down to someone on the front row, maybe not Michael because you work at the Bank of England, but maybe Ian, which one, uh, which one would you choose? Chocolate. Cho <laughs> gold. Uh, you, there Wisdom. we go. Well, why don't you keep them both for now? You see, as, as Christians, we, we think we know we should choose wisdom, but doesn't something in our instinct say, take the gold? We know the right answer, but, but are we convinced? Just consider what the money provides, the security, settled life plans, maybe the friendships, not needing to work, the places that you could explore in this world. But twice we're told in our passage that what wisdom offers is better than gold, jewels, riches. Is wisdom really that precious? Well, in tonight's passage, Lady Wisdom seeks to persuade us she is that precious so that we listen to her, seek her, choose her. Over the last few weeks in Proverbs chapters 1 to 9, we've seen two increasingly diverging paths by which to live, wisdom or folly. We saw in chapter 1 that the path of wisdom begins with fearing the Lord you cannot be wise if you don't know the Lord, if you aren't seeking to be obedient to him, humble before him, faithful to him. Which means if you're here this evening looking into who Jesus Christ is, knowing him and fearing him is where you need to start. Can I say, if that's you, I'm so pleased that you're here this evening. I hope that this talk will help you see the worth of following Jesus. In our passage, we get a great speech from wisdom, urging us to choose her. Wisdom is an attribute of God being personified as a woman, lady wisdom. And wisdom is an attribute that we can have and a path that we can walk down. We've seen in this last week, haven't we, the pitches that Liz and Rishi have been making. Choose me for PM. Well, wisdom's pitch is more important, her appeal is more urgent, and her claims of what she can offer are grander. I'm precious, she says. Listen to my words in the rest of Proverbs. Her appeal begins in verses 1 to 11. Our first point, wisdom's urgent appeal, listen. Wisdom speaks in verses one to three. She calls, she raises her voice, she goes around the town to the heights, the most obvious place in the town, at the crossroads, at the entrance to the town where everyone has to pass through. 
Today, she'd be out on every street corner. She'd be on London Bridge. She'd be in Parliament Square. She'd have ads taken out on the side of buses. She'd have ads all over our Instagram feeds. She wants everybody to hear her. And she calls out to men, verse 4, to simple ones and fools, verse 5. Her appeal is to those who need wisdom. Her call is to everyone and anyone who will listen, urging them to learn from her, verse 5. Learn prudence and sense. But can we trust her message? Why should we listen to her words? Well, let's read verses 6 to 8. Please look down with me in your Bibles. If you've closed them, we're on page 641, left-hand column, two-thirds of the way down. Verse 6. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. Wisdom's words are trustworthy words. She speaks what is right, verse 6. We get pairs of contrasts in verse 7 and 8. In verse 7, Lady Wisdom utters truth. Wickedness is an abomination to her lips. She has good, pure words. In verse 8, all her words are righteous, words of justice, reliable. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them nothing evil or wrong. These words won't fail you or let you down. They may not always be easy to hear, but they're words that can be relied upon. And these words, verse 9, are proved to be good and true. As you understand the words of wisdom, you see they are straight and right. And then verse 10 and 11, wisdom makes her big claim that we began with that her words are better than jewels, that we should choose them over much fine gold and silver. All we desire cannot compare with her. Just consider how precious the truth is, words that are totally dependable, just, fair, never false, how good those words are. Maybe think of the person who you know who always tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, who doesn't lie, who gets you and gets life. How precious are those words? Well, how much more Lady Wisdom's perfect words. Wisdom never speaks a wrong word. These are words worth listening to. Words Lady Wisdom calls us to urgently listen to. But it's not just truthfulness that makes these words precious. It's the content of these truthful words. What will they help us with? What is Lady Wisdom like? Is it really worth choosing wisdom over all that we may desire? Well, this is what Lady Wisdom answers in verses 12 to 21. Point two, Lady Wisdom, who wouldn't want her? We're going to slow down for a few minutes and look at the qualities of wisdom listed in verses 12 to 16. We're going to consider why these qualities of wisdom are precious. We'll see wisdom is precious as we consider the goodness of wisdom's qualities and situations in which wisdom is useful. 
Come back to Summerlink on Wednesday when we'll spend more time thinking this through together. Let's look at wisdom's qualities in verse 12. They're listed there, prudence, knowledge, and discretion. These qualities are about making sound judgments, being shrewd, making plans, and being discerning as we do so, having a purpose, exercising mental agility. Just consider when these qualities of wisdom might be useful. So much of life is about making decisions, big life decisions, planning for the future. Should I move job, buy a house? How is best to use my time? Or just those smaller day-to-day decisions that seem hard. How do I decide? Wisdom helps us weigh up the options to make good, God-honoring decisions. In verse 13, we, say, we see Lady Wisdom will help us have a moral compass to be attuned to what the Lord despises. Fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil. Lady Wisdom hates evil and what accompanies it. Pride, arrogance, perverted speech. Well, why should we hate those things? We've only got time to consider the damage one of those causes. Just consider perverted speech for a minute. Boasting, half-truths, only telling one side of the story, exaggeration, fake news, lies, people who don't keep their word, deception. Lady Wisdom hates it. But why does it help us to have this moral compass? Well, wisdom helps us navigate life in a world that is opposed to God. As we seek to respond and react to what we see or hear in our lives, on the news, at work, among our friends, how do we know what to say or what to think? Wisdom helps discern, well, maybe is that speech perverted in some way? Is there something I'm missing? Do I avoid it? Do I respond? How do I respond? And we've not even spoken about pride and arrogance. Do we see the usefulness of wisdom? Let's look at wisdom's qualities in verse 14. Counsel, insight, sound wisdom, strength. Counsel is linked to advice, being helped to achieve purposes or aims. Sound wisdom is having success as you make decisions. Insight enables you to see below the surface of complex situations where the answer or what course of action to take isn't obvious. Strength enables you to keep walking in the wise path. Life is full of messy situations that can be so hard to judge. As we have to make those hard judgment calls, maybe weighing up two sides of a dispute, offering advice to friends, family or colleagues who are struggling. Maybe if you're at school as a teacher disciplining children at school, do we see where wisdom might be useful? Wisdom helps navigate the complexities of life in God's world, particularly as we interact with people. And wisdom helps in leadership, verses 15 and 16. Let me read those verses for us again. By me, kings reign, and rulers decree what is just. By me, princes rule, and nobles, all who govern justly. Wisdom 
helps kings and rulers make righteous, that is just, fair decisions, to decide controversies, to judge, to punish, to rule for the good of others. And although none of us here are kings or princes, I I think, uh, many of us have roles in leadership, maybe leading in our marriages, maybe managing people at work, teachers at school as you lead and instruct children, maybe leadership in some way at church, maybe leading in our small groups at RML or in the children's or the youth ministry. We're more likely to lead as we get older. Lots of our relationships will have an element of leadership. Wisdom will help us lead well. Now, I know that some of us here are involved in recruiting people at work. Just imagine for a minute that someone's CV lands on your desk and they listed all these qualities of wisdom on their CV. And then imagine that you receive their references, reference one and reference two, and they said that that person is genuinely like this. Well, you'd be a fool not to hire that person. Do you like the verse 12 to 16 package that wisdom has? Lady wisdom, who wouldn't want her? Lady wisdom with all these qualities is highly desirable. These are qualities that make wisdom so precious, worth listening to. Aren't these qualities we'd like to have so we can better navigate life? Well, in verse 17 to 21, wisdom says these qualities can be ours if we diligently seek her. Verse 18 and 19, seek wisdom and you'll receive something better than choice silver or gold, which is, verse 20, to be helped to walk in the way of justice and righteousness. If you seek after wisdom, if you love her, she will reward you. She'll help you walk on the path of righteousness and justice. Her qualities will be yours. She offers you something more precious than gold or silver, charting the wise course in life, growing as a wise person, leading you in following the Lord's path in this life and into the life to come. But you might say, well, it sounds in verse 18 and 21 that she's offering riches and honour now. Well, we must be careful. The way of wisdom is not the prosperity gospel. Follow me and you'll be physically rich, healthy, happy, living the perfect life now. No, Lady Wisdom is saying she offers something better than this, to walk in the paths of righteousness and justice. To live a wise life in this world is better than having material wealth. Life is hard. Our actions have consequences. How do we decide? Where do we get guidance? Being trained by Lady Wisdom. Ah, you might say, King Solomon sought wisdom and he was physically rewarded. Well, our relationship with God is not based on being blessed for obedience like Solomon's was. We live obediently in response to God's mercy, this side of the death of the Lord Jesus. And we shouldn't choose wisdom when we're really seeking riches. Wisdom is not an alternative get-rich-quick scheme. 
We're called to love and seek wisdom, and she will reward us, enabling us to chart a good course through the complexities of life. That is her reward, helping us make good decisions with the good consequences that follow, not necessarily material. But I think there is a sense in which wisdom is saying, if you take my path, I will look out for you. I'll give you what you need. I'll provide for you sufficiently and I'll keep you. And even if we lost everything materially, as God keeps us on the path of wisdom, that means we cannot lose the most precious treasure we have, Jesus, and all the spiritual blessings we have in him. Wisdom is precious because she helps us navigate the complexities of life in a God-honoring way, in a world where our actions have consequences. Lady Wisdom, don't you want her? But you may be asking, well, why does wisdom work? Why does wisdom help us to know how to live life in this world? Why can wisdom make her bold claims about being so precious? Well, that brings us to our third and final point, wisdom's unrivaled credentials, choose her. In verse 22 to 31, we learn two crucial truths about wisdom. Wisdom existed before God created the world, and our world was created in wisdom. This is why wisdom knows so much about the world. Look back down with me at verses 22 and 23. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago I was set up, at the first, before the beginning of the earth. Wisdom was here before the world was created. Remember, wisdom is an attribute of God's character being personified, not a separate or distinct person that is created. But wisdom is set up, verse 23, and brought forth, verse 24, Revealed, established. Wisdom was there before the world was made. And wisdom is there as God creates the world. Verse 27 to 31. She's beside the Lord. She is God's master workman. Verse 30. She is the Lord's delight as he creates. Wisdom lays behind the creation of this world. Wisdom is foundational to how God creates the world. Just imagine for a minute being there at the creation of the heavens and the earth. Picture the David Attenborough documentary, the narration, seeing the earth, the skies and seas made from nothing, creation being ordered. And everywhere you look, you would see wisdom at work, ordering, assigning, establishing, Our world is ordered and logical and works with rules. That is because God created the world in wisdom. It's like wisdom is woven into the tapestry of this creation. The world runs on wisdom. The world only works because of wisdom, because it is created in an ordered way. It's designed, it's crafted. A church leader described wisdom as being like the the Ikea bag of dowels and nails that hold flat-packed furniture together. They, They make the furniture work, 
Without them, everything just collapses. Wisdom is what holds the world together, makes the world tick. It wouldn't hold together without wisdom. There is an inner logic, an ordered cause and effect in our world because of God's wisdom. Why is wisdom so precious? Why does wisdom help us live wisely in the world? Because this world is founded on wisdom, relies on wisdom, functions because of wisdom that preceded our world and which was how God made his world. To live rightly in God's world, you need to be trained to understand how it works. You need wisdom. Wisdom explains how our world works. So wisdom finishes her appeal to us in verse 32 to 36. Listen to me. Hear my instruction. Be blessed as you keep my ways. We can only gain God's wisdom if we listen. We can only navigate this complex world, our relationships, our decisions, if we listen to wisdom. And do you see the attitude that's required? Not a casual glance, but watching daily, waiting, continually seeking. And the consequences of our choice are spelt out in verse 35. Life, favour from God, or verse 36, if we make the wrong choice, injury, death. Well, I hope that Proverbs 8 has excited us to keep looking into Proverbs, God's wisdom training manual. That's not to say that these chapters contain all the wisdom of God, but it would be foolish to neglect this wisdom. We need to be trained in wisdom. Only with God's wisdom woven into the tapestry of creation can you live wisely. Will you listen to wisdom's words of truth? Proverbs is training us to be wise. And Proverbs is particularly a training manual for a king. Verse 15, by me kings reign. The kings of Israel particularly needed to hear the message of this chapter. At the start of his reign, King Solomon was offered anything he might desire from God. He was given the choice, ask for anything, and he chose wisdom over riches or the defeat of his enemies. He ruled wisely. He was materially blessed, but his desire eventually turned away from wisdom. He didn't wholly embrace wisdom. He didn't love her, seeking instead the foreign women, accumulating excessive riches that he had been warned against. He desired other things over wisdom. He didn't rule fully in wisdom. He was not the wise king we need. But behold, one greater than Solomon is here. Jesus, who chose wisdom over anything else he could have had. Proverbs helps us see the goodness of living under Jesus's wise rule. How much do we praise Jesus that he is a king with all the qualities of Proverbs chapter eight? That he is a king who wholly embraced wisdom. Do we praise him for his perfect speech, his prudence and discretion, how he gets people, how he sees below the surface to perfectly judge situations? Praise him that he's humble, 
pure in speech. He's just. He's committed to his purposes. He speaks to us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. He knows us and he rightly rules us. Well, compared to the rulers of today, the leaders of today or any other ruler, it is glorious to live under the rule of King Jesus. Do you praise King Jesus for his wisdom? And if you, are, if you aren't living under Jesus' rule, can I urge you to do that? If you've seen anything of the goodness of wisdom tonight, you've seen Jesus' goodness. You can only live wisely in God's world under Jesus' rule. And for those of us who are seeking to grow into Jesus' likeness in every way, who are seeking to live the wise life, Let's keep remembering how precious wisdom is. And as we approach Proverbs over the rest of the summer, let's seek wisdom out. Let's diligently listen to grow in wisdom. The journey of growing in wisdom may be hard. Hard thinking is required. Proverbs isn't an answer book to every question, but trains us to think. Payoffs may not be immediate. There may be mockery by others. Living the wise life won't always be easy, but God's word has all we need to grow in wisdom. What wisdom offers is so precious. Be assured, the wise life is the best life to live as we chart the right course through the decisions and challenges of life in God's world. Choose Lady Wisdom. Let me lead us in prayer. Father, we pray that you would help us to humbly seek your wisdom, to believe that wisdom is more precious than anything we may desire. And would we grow in thankfulness for Jesus, our wise King, whose words are pure, whose rule is right and just, who guides us and leads us by his word. We praise you for him. Amen.